Hello, and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Burn Your Bridges. I was reading something in a book a few days ago that really impressed me. I had read it before and seen or heard it said in different ways, but for some reason, the essence of it powerfully resonated with me. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, the author was talking about the power of desire. He narrated the story about how a poor man at the time, Edwin C. Barnes, had a definite and burning desire to become a partner with the great inventor Thomas Edison. Barnes had nothing nothing going for him but his desire and was fully prepared to burn all his bridges behind him and stake everything he had on getting what he wanted. He allowed himself no possible way of retreat. He would achieve his, his dreams or die in pursuit of them. Napoleon Hill, the author of the book, then went on to tell another story. He shared an old story of a great warrior who made a definite decision that ensured victory on the battlefield. The warrior was about to face a powerful enemy whose army outnumbered his own. Loading his army into the boats, he sailed to the country of his enemy, unloaded his soldiers and equipment and gave the order to burn the ships that had transported them there. You see the smoke from the boats that are burning, he said, as he addressed his men before the battle. That means we cannot return home unless we win. The decision to burn the boats signified that like Edwin C. Barnes, the warrior was totally committed to his, to winning. Having removed from his mind and the mind of his soldiers any thought of, re, of, of retreating, his decision left them with only one choice. They had to win or die. Like Barnes, they won. What is the lesson we can learn from these stories that we can benefit from in our life? And to what extent do you attribute their success with their decision to burn their bridges? Napoleon Hill states that any for any person who wins in any undertaking must be willing to burn his bridges and erase from his mind any thought of failure or retreat. Only by doing so he stated, can you be certain of maintaining the state of mind otherwise known as burning as a burning desire that's vital to success? As I contemplated Hill's words, I recalled a video by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was talking about success. In the video, he stated that he hated Plan Bs. Plan Bs are our fallback plan or safety net we put in place in our minds to protect us in case we fail to be successful with the goal we really want to achieve. In other words, plan A. The sole purpose of having a plan B then is to act as a backup plan. Plan B is never the goal we want to achieve. It is invariably a secondary saving saving face plan to protect us in the event we do not achieve that which we desire. Having a plan B, I think, has has often been seen by most people as a sensible course of action. But is it really? What Arnold Schwarzenegger was arguing was that we learn to have plan Bs because we listen to the naysayers, the majority of people who tell us that the the goal we want to achieve is either impossible or highly unlikely, and and that we would be wiser to have less ambitious, more realistic goals. Of course, many of the naysayers in our lives are our friends and loved ones, people who we trust and who often want the best for us. They are often acting in what they consider to be our best interests. 
But what is in your best interest? And who determines what that is? If it's anyone other than you, then you're not living your best life, you're living someone else's. When people talk about what is best for you, it is their idea of what's best, based on their thinking. Only you really know what's best for you, because you're the only person living your life. You're the only person with your unique set of skills, temperament and desires. So you have to be prepared to get away from the crowd and follow the dream that means everything to you. We're not talking about a whim here or something that you kind of like that would be nice to have. We're talking about something of massive importance to you, something worthy of dying for. The likelihood is that very few people who claim to know what's best for you have taken the time to really identify what's best for them. They're content to follow the crowd doing what nearly everyone else is doing. They don't have a specific burning desire they want to achieve and so can't afford, can't and don't understand yours. That's one of the reasons why it's not in your best interest to be influenced by them. When you don't have a hugely important goal that you are actively engaged in working on, you have no clear direction or destination in mind. You accept whatever comes your way, much like a leaf in the wind that lands wherever the wind takes it. However, when you have a goal that means the world to you, you have direction and a destination in mind. Then, contrary to what most people seem to think, rather than it being unwise to put all your energy and effort into what you set your heart on, it's dangerous to allow yourself to be influenced by others and to doubt yourself. Plan B's really represent our doubts and lack of faith in ourselves. They are the result of our fear of failure and indulgence in such fears and worries. What we have to recognise is that you would never have have had the desire to achieve your dreams in the first place if you didn't already have the ability to attain it. Every second you think about plan B, you are reallocating vital resources from plan A to plan B and thus weakening your chances of attaining what you really want. Schwarzenegger went on to say something I think we all know to be true if we really think about it. He said, we perform better without a safety net. Now that sounds dangerous, doesn't it? Because it conjures up a vision of failing or falling from a great height with disastrous consequences. But if you really want to achieve something of great worth to you that's going to demand all of your energy, time and effort and commitment, you cannot approach it half-heartedly. You have to give it all you've got, all the time, until you achieve it. It means you have to go all in and make a firm decision that you're going to dedicate everything in your power to the end result you want. You can't do that if you're dividing your emotional, mental and physical abilities by being in two minds about what what the best course of action is. You become incredibly powerful when you concentrate all of your resources in one supreme effort like a laser beam focused on your desire. And that's why you perform far better when you do this than when you dilute your energies. Burning your bridges means allowing no other goal in your mind than the one you intend to attain. When you make up your mind that there is only one outcome that you will accept and devote every fibre of your being to that single goal, you significantly maximise your chances of attaining your desire. Now when your desire is to become great great at giving evidence at court, 
the path to attaining your goal is the same. Giving evidence is very much an emotional and mental game. You cannot allow thoughts of failure, doubt and indecision to influence your performance. Remember that those cross-examining you will do their best to sow seeds of doubt in you and in connection with your arguments. So you cannot afford to to have any such doubts related to yourself and to and or your work. Putting all your energy and effort into gaining that which you desire and leaving no stone unturned by diligently addressing your mind to every matter is what's required. If in preparation for given evidence you are beset with doubts and fears, address them fully until you can confidently talk about and argue your case cogently. Always look at your case from every conceivable angle you are aware of and most importantly from the angle of what's in the best interest of the child. Repetition often helps you develop your confidence and confidence is an essential factor in performing well in the witness box. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you.